0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast series, House of Faith. Uh, Despite the little age and the setback we had, I'm super excited we're able to do this again. We stood tall still, uh, by the grace of God, and um, here we are with the 12th episode of season one. Yay! (laughs) Oh yes, um, we've got two episodes to go, and then we wrap up season one oh god it's been um it's been just by the grace of god and it's been wonderful so far so this episode i'll be sharing um some reflections of some of my most recent experience um uh, let me say experiences and that some other people have had to come in contact with um, recently uh in the past couple of weeks um it's been a whole lot, I must confess. I got to the point where I had to make the submission It's difficult to be a Christian in Nigeria. Well, you would have... How did I even come about that um, submission? <laughs> Well, uh, sometimes we consider the fact that um, the nation appears to have a kind of system that looks like uh, a lot of things are not um, in place, a lot of things are not working like they should. If uh, few systems here and there, cutting across different sectors, and of course, yes, we trust God. We are looking, really, really looking up to God. Um, for intervention but then a feel in some other advanced countries i remember a conversation i had with a couple of friends some some time ago and um, we began to talk about the differences um, between our nation and some other advanced nations How the fact that most of the things that we as christians will pray for earnestly that makes it look like oh Nigerians are really spiritual africans are really spiritual most of those things are are, are they are being sorted out over there by the government. They are not things that even bother them, and so we consider that a uh, common, of course. This is why you'd see that many Christians there, those who are able to take their stand there, really understand what Christianity should be about that. It's not just about the mundane things, just God for the mundane for the mundane things, but then really building a relationship with God, uh really building a personal relationship with God and maintaining um, a walk with God. That's really what Christianity should be about. But then we 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 are at the mercy of a kind of society whereby for every little thing, even for water to drink, you would have to expect um a miracle and all that. but then by God's grace it all gets better. So what's my reflection um really about? It's not just about reflection. I've got some Questions too, and um today we'll be talking about uh, saying no to bribe, uh, how we, um uh, how we shouldn't uh, give bribes as Christians, or uh, we'll be talking about um um not lying or not committing fornication, and it's like okay now, yes, the things that sins. and uh, we talk about it. It's been emphasized over and over again in our churches, um, in our social, in our, in our spiritual gatherings rather. But then, really, there are so many other things that um, we often never really get to consider how much our dispositions to them really matters to our Christian faith. These things equally they can they can drain us, they can um, um, grieve the Holy Spirit in us. But then we do not pay attention to them because they do not appear like they really matter to our Christian faith. So what are the stands? And then I got so a point and then that brings me to where I get to tell you I've got a million and one questions guys uh, and if you really do have the answers I seek the answers um, most of um, our listeners seek um, those listening to us please do drop a voice message and a voice message section because a million people out there desperately seek answers to this question, and I really also would love to get your response and um, know what your answers are to those questions because really what we're after is to build up ourselves in the most holy faith and God helping us we would not fail we would not falter I'm your host Grace Akemi don't go anywhere I'll be right back Welcome back. Some weeks back I paid a family friend a visit and then we got talking about the havoc the Fulani headsmen have been wrecking in communities as um, of course this is no longer news in Nigeria. My friend's husband recounted um, an he had while he was on a journey while he was in transit from a town, to another town, and then the driver and the passengers got talking. They got into a conversation, and uh, one of the passengers uh, recounted how her jail actually uh, witnessed a number of cows um, falling and dropping dead by the roadside. And then she saw how a uh, number of the full and headsmen uh, were languishing in pain. and um, they were crying totally confused crying in pain because they really could not help those animals they were practically dropping dead and so it was obvious that um uh, the cows the animals had been poisoned of course your guess is as right as mine um the philans must have led his animals to someone's farm and then uh, in the community and the community people would have uh, you know uh, one day to revenge because of the previous attacks, how they've been destroying their crops and then poisoned their crops, their plants, and as a result, the death of the animals they were practically falling dead like dropping dead by the roadside. Just and you and I know these animals do not cost more money, so uh. One thing that struck me from the ordeal you know, he, he narrated, and that also struck him too, he said as this woman was narrating the experience and what she witnessed, she was narrating with she was narrating it with so much joy, like you know that kind of joy that like, yeah that sounds them right. And please, would you blame anyone? Um, how do you want to talk to someone? Um, whose elder brother or father was um, killed on his farm or in the community just because the Fulani herdsmen wanted to feed their cows with their crops, with their plants. And not long after, the um, other passengers in the vehicle began to pass comments like, that serves them right, those people have been wrecking havoc undoubtedly and um, looks like government is not even doing anything to cope this evil they're perpetrating in communities um, destroying people's farm um, making adding to the economic hardship already and all that so um, like well, of course what's um, it's it's only it only appears normal to get such reaction. And then uh, my friend just said something that at a point he 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 he, he had to so withdraw and then he became scared of himself. He became um he he became um, scared of himself and his own stand as a Christian. When he realized that he actually derived pleasure in what had happened to this animals, to this full animal as man, based on the experience. Uh, a co-pass a co-passenger had narrated. Of course, they were becoming notorious, destroying, fa- destroying farms, killing innocent people. <sighs> so it's like, would you blame him? Would you blame the other passengers? I mean, if one of the passengers that happened to be a family member or a relative of one of the people they were gruesomely murdered in their communities on their farmlands, without doing nothing. Would you blame them if they appear happy and joyous over what had happened to those people? Hmm. If you were the one, what would you? Be, what would be your initial reaction? And then the text comes to mind: Proverbs twenty four verse seventeen. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth; let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Hmm. If you were the one. What would be your initial reaction? And then um, we look at the fact that, yes, we have a lot of things not going to right in our nation, uh, unemployment, and a lot of youths we've taken to entrepreneurship um, to try to make ends meet, create impact, live meaningfully, and not to wait on um, the government for forever to make things happen for us. And then it happens that even in the business world, it appears it appears um, really challenging to maintain your stand as a Christian. So there's this uh, friend of mine who told me about uh, having signed a contract with uh, with the church. Um he was to supply certain codes to the church for the use of the church. And uh, he gave the ideal quotation the ideal position without, um, um, without um, exaggerating um, his gain or, necess- or, or adding unnecessary gain to um, the ideal prices. He gave the ideal position for the cost of the goods. And then the assistant pastor had to see him after the senior pastor had signed the check for the amount of uh, I threw it on and then the assistant pastor went to him making him understand that for him to get the cash he would have to pay some commission to him initially his uh his demand was that he should ask the quotation before giving it to the pastor for it to get a share this in the church of god but um being a christian my my friend uh, decided he decided not to do that, making me understand that he cannot do that. It against this belief and conviction as a Christian. And fine, after this, the yeah, assistant pastor meeting understand that you would still have to my commission before this money ever gets to you. Yes, it's been signed by the new pastor, but that's what it is. Hmm. Even in business. We did, we're not even talking about dealing with unbelievers or non-believing Christians now. Even have Mr. ourselves. how do we keep our faith? Hmm. Do you have an answer to that? Drop a message in the voice box, and then another story of. And attacked by the Fulani herdsmen and this time around uh, not just random persons in the communities but then I got the story of a pastor in a village or should I say community uh, he was on the farm with his children and then this Fulani herdsmen came with their animals and they were going to attack and kill them right on the farm just to feed their animals with the crops and, um, plants these people, um, labored so hard for. And then they brought out the cutlass or machete, as you would call it, and were all some, cutting them to the pieces, And then, um, somehow the weapons used on this pastor, this, um, community pastor and his children, the weapon did not penetrate into their bodies. The weapon did not penetrate into their bodies, and um, somehow they narrowly escaped. They wouldn't have escaped if because those people came armed and were hell bent on killing them. But they narrowly escaped because the weapons used on them did not penetrate into their bodies, um, and then they they were able to escape before the Finney X Men could understand what was really happening. And uh, getting back to the community the story went out and um, what was said was that the, the man had to say that ah, oh thank God for the fort- for the traditional fortification he did and what he did for his children if not um, they would have been murdered and the lives of his children would have been wasted right there on their own farm on their farmland <laughs> Alright, so if you do not see anything with the statement I just made earlier, now let's come back. Uh, Let's come back to this point. Thank God for the traditional fortification. Alright, so the question is what exactly are we thanking God for? So, even if it was God that saved him, how did it come to a point of Opting for traditional fortifications. Remember, he's a pastor in that community. Now, imagine hearing the story, and then you come to a point of saying, "Ah, thank God for the fortif- for the traditional fortification, alone. If not for the traditional fortification, the family would have been wasted, trust like that. Wouldn't you be tempted to say that? <laughs> Don't forget he is uh, a pastor in the community and then this um, incident seems to project the potency of um, diabolical powers, traditional fortifications especially as a subject is a self-acclaimed Christian self-acclaimed minister hmm um, at those point, I think I want to begin to hear from you, and I sure a million people out there. So, I would really love to um, learn from. Really love to learn from the answers that will be gotten from the questions asked, uh, from the questions asked. Um, so, again, I could brothers, shouldn't we be happy for the narrow escape? <laughs> Should we thank God for the traditional fortification? Shouldn't we be happy when we see the earthmen animals, their cows, dying, dropping dead from poison plants and crops from people's farms? Isn't it a turn of what they deserve? But then, what does it make us? How do we keep our heads up above these waters in a nation where it appears getting justice the legal way is a mirage? You'll have to take the law into your hands to survive. But then, what do these things make us? Mm. I would love to have your answers, your reflections, your thoughts. Drop a voice message in the voice message section. A million of us out there, are waiting to hear from you. Thanks for joining. So conjugating my water so lots of people that-